So I want to welcome everybody back to the Initiative Podcast. We've got episode 22 being recorded, right? Yeah, that's what you're watching right now. So thank you guys for coming back. We've got a solo podcast coming back. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more of these as the podcast keeps going because um, I, I enjoy creating these. I think there's kind of a lane for me to talk about my filmmaking and the experiences I'm going through and kind of be personal with the audience but also give a lot of the information that I'm learning in real time and uh, I want to be able to create content where I can take what I'm learning process it and then uh, give it back to the people um, you know the way I get information on YouTube I think it's a great way to help people learn and to create an audience so look for more of this in the future um to transition, I want to pay my respects to those who lost their lives, the nine people in that helicopter crash, uh, the likes of which Kobe Bryant was flying in with his daughter Gianna. Uh, I know there was like a baseball coach in there with his family and uh, uh, all the people who lost their lives, the sisters and brothers uh, of those people and the mothers and fathers and the grandparents and the cousins of all those people and the friends and family. Like, it's, it's a tragedy. Um, I know a lot of people who really, really love Kobe Bryant and looked up to him as a role model. And um, I personally cannot say that I did, but um, I know a lot of people who did and I, I feel for a lot of those people. And uh, just just the fact that his, his wife, Vanessa Bryant, and his other three daughters have to go and uh, live their life without both the father husband Kobe Bryant and the the sister and daughter Gianna it's just it's a tragedy and it's uh I think it's the whole world's in pain today and uh you know it, life can flash like it can go that it can go away in an instant and we just have to remember how blessed we are to be able to wake up every day uh f you know feel love and um like create or do whatever we do and if you're not enjoying what you're doing make sure you 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 head on that journey because life is so short and precious it's literally a blip uh in the universe and in time and you're you come and go and it's just it's hug your family members um uh it, it's really sad for me and i'm not even i'm not even a huge kobe fan and i'm still like really it's really paining me um but <laughs> yeah rest in peace to all those people and my respect goes out to the loved ones uh i want to talk about you know before we get into what today's podcast is going to be about i also want to touch on last night uh the grammys happened the 2019 awards uh went underway and uh i just want to give a shout out to all the artists i'm a huge fan of like music i'm a huge i pay it so much attention to the music industry as you may have seen in the last podcast uh, where i talked with eric lewis who does a lot of uh, he has a react channel for where he him and his mom react to rappers uh, who put out songs and i think he's going to expand into doing even more genres of music i think he's starting out with justin bieber um so if you haven't seen that uh give that a listen after this one and uh but yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of music, so I paid attention. And uh, I gotta say, I'm really inspired and impressed by Billie Eilish because uh, I just relate to her in the fact that she's my age and um, she's accomplished so many things 
at my age and it just motivates me like it, it, it makes me realize like how many limits we put on ourselves and like like if she can do that why can't i it makes me feel that way and um i just wanted to shout that out hopefully i can create some kind of video content for her one day um like it's a goal of mine to work with like really successful musicians obviously like travis scott who's like one of my right here astro world one of my big inspirations just in life um seeing billy like she's now on that list of just like people who inspire me at 18 to win four grammy awards to beat out artists like ariana grande and um and like you know someone else who had a huge year lizzo um mad respect to her too for doing her thing i i, I really like her message but uh and and like all the artists who performed i think alicia keys is like an amazing host um and obviously artist she's an amazing singer um i that i i, I was a fan of the show and uh just like really in, like music inspires me so much in that way and not so it was just cool to see but uh i got a few more announcements and then we'll get into the subject matter um Obviously, for those of you who don't know, we are giving away, we by we I mean Thuzi, we are giving away a pair of Apple AirPod Pros. And here's the info for the giveaway right here. So the giveaway, obviously when we get to 100 subscribers is when we're gonna put all the names of the people who submitted their videos, their screen recordings, into a bowl. I'm going to announce it on this channel and who won and we're going to send we're going to go buy the AirPod Pros. It's going to be a vlog and I'm going to ship them off. So that's I'm really I'm really excited to do that giveaway and it's it's done really well for the channel um and I just so go subscribe if you haven't and uh submit your entry for the giveaway. Um you have three opportunities to enter. So if you've entered on one video, make sure you enter on all the rest of them. And obviously the goal is to promote the Thuzi Productions channel. Uh, with this giveaway so if you're if you're a f if you've been following me or you want to support what i my my newest initiative um go enter that giveaway because you might as well get some reward for giving me support if i'm going to be doing such a thing so um and then yeah so let's get into the topic of today's video which is how i created a documentary entirely by myself now there's obviously an asterisk next to that. I filmed 99.99% of the video um, that was in the film. And uh, I edited the entire video myself. I didn't have help editing. But I did have some help with the audio, um, meaning I downloaded some of the music in the movie from YouTube. And um, my friend Zaire made a song for me and it's on the last episode of the on youtube if you didn't catch it uh zaire is an up-and-coming rapper that i know and he's the most talented like rapper i've heard that's not like famous yet and I, I, so i just wanted to like honestly get him on my first film so when he does blow up and like we're friends and we're both successful in our own crafts It'll, that'll just be kind of cool to have as like a little time piece uh, that we've been working together. And I, I hope he does. Like, I want to support him. He wants to support me. So check out Desire. Um, it's D apostrophe Zaire, Z-A-I-R-E. Uh, you can find him on like all the music streaming platforms. Check him out. But uh, other than that, well, I had some help with I'd, one of the dads on the team 
he like GoPro'd all the games from like behind the home plate. So I, I snatched some of that footage too and got his permission to do so. So, but putting it all together pretty much with no production crew, uh, like, I mean, literally no production crew, um, fairly little experience. Like I, I, I've logged, which I consider documentary filmmaking, but I had never done something like I've never made a film like that. So that was a, it was just a really awesome experience. And I think documentary filmmaking is, I don't want to say easier because I, I really respect the craft of documentary filmmaking and we'll get into that as I talk about it more, but documentary filmmaking to me is like the next step from between like just regular YouTube content, whether that's vlogging or like react videos or whatever, like all the content you see that takes up a lot of the space on YouTube. I think documentary filmmaking, if you're into filmmaking is a great segue into maybe more produced filmmaking, like short films or movies, or it's just a way for you to be doing filmmaking and, and you can really hone in on that craft, which is kind of what I plan on doing. At, for the next foreseeable future, I plan on really honing my craft in the documentary space and growing something in the documentary space. Um, but I think it would be an, it's you you can make a documentary uh, fairly easily compared to like making a short film with a script and actors like you can do it more on the go. It's more it's it's more similar to the traditional. YouTube content creation where you kind of film and edit and all at your house and you don't need a huge game plan because uh, documentary filmmaking you kind of make on the go. So I want to talk about the stuff I learned in the process of creating this film um, from concept to completion. Uh, this isn't going to include too much about the theater, uh, more so just the the making of the movie itself. So I want to get into that right now. So we're gonna break this up into three sections. The first section is like what I learned and what I went through um, preparing for the creation of this film. So this is gonna be, I, I titled this section in my notes, the prep. So I'm gonna talk about some of this stuff right now. So this documentary came about as a I, I was a manager for the team. I had created a hype video that kind of went like a little bit, not, it didn't go viral, but it like, it got a ton of views relative to what I had been getting on YouTube already. But, um, it got like, I think it has like 2000 views to this day and it got like 1500 in the first week or something. And kind of, so that de de definitely had a drop off, but like people at other schools were watching it. So I was actually asked to be a manager on the team and keep doing content creation for, the baseball team at that school. And I was planning on making a second hype video till release when the playoffs started to kind of hype people up for the playoffs and get, get some support for the team through that. Uh, and that would have been very like easy for me. Cause I had already made a hype video. I already did a good job on a hype video and just like taking clips, taking clips, from a whole season and putting him into a singular hype video would have been like a much easier task than taking clips from like just weightlifting and some of the practices and turning that into a hype video. Like I would have had more to work with and the same product to create. So I, I could have done a better job on a hype video for sure. Um, but I was, I was filming for this hype video and during that process, 
I was watching over this footage that I had gotten at one of the first practices after the team got selected, like the roster was made and I was like looking at this and I was like, this looks like documentary footage. Like this looks like the B-roll at the beginning of a documentary. And it was, it was footage of the players, like removing the tarp from the field to like really do their first practice on the field. And, um, players were talking, the coaches were like doing a team huddles, talking about what their goals were for the season, what their expectations were. And I was, I was just capturing all this and I left that practice and I was walking to my house. My girlfriend was walking with me, or I think I was walking to my car actually to drive her home, but that's an unimportant detail. We were walking somewhere and after I left that practice, she was just getting out of her dance practice. And I was like, yo, I have this idea. It's kind of scary to think about. And I told her I wanted to make a documentary. And it was like, it's one of some, when I get ideas and like, decide on them i'll i'll like talk about it as if i'm deciding about it but most of the time when i'm doing that i'm already like low-key decided what i'm going to do meaning like i was i was like thinking about doing the documentary i was telling people i was thinking about doing it but like i was one i was like just a permission away from doing it so pretty much i just asked the coaches and once they told me i could do it i decided to do it and I I had this moment of realization where I was like, whoa, like this is a real commitment. Like just the fact that I was going to be at the practices as a manager and I was already going to be filming. Now there's like this extra level of challenge because making a documentary like was something I had never even come close to doing. Um, You know, I had I had made close to 100 vlogs. I had made the hype video. I had done some pretty creative things on my channel, like creative ideas that I had come up with, but never anything as wholesome and daunting as a documentary. And I had that moment of realization where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm committing to this. This cannot be taken away from me. I'm going to be at the games. I'm going to sacrifice to make this happen. And, uh, that's when I really began this project. So that's how it began. That's how it came about. And there's the first thing I learned was like the commitment aspect. Like what does it mean to commit to something and create a goal for yourself and actually stick to it despite the hardships that may come your way. And I I realized that I would have to do that. And throughout the process, I would learn what that actually entails. So that that if you're going to make a documentary, you have to know that to actually create and have a film done takes tons of sacrifice, tons of commitment, and tons of uh, like just being available and 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 going to the places you need to be and being at the play like being at the events that are going to be important to your story. That's like be that alone is a huge commitment and task, and that cannot be overlooked in this uh in this podcast really um i filmed pretty much every shot myself if not i would like i had this buddy who would come to the games sometimes i would be like hey here's my phone can you go get an angle over there 
and I would also be recording because I had to keep the scoreboard. So I couldn't really move around during these games. A lot of the shots were from the same place. So sometimes I would ask someone to like go take my phone or take their phone and record it over at, at that angle over there. And, and uh, that was very few shots. That was probably like one or two shots in the whole film. Um, I, I asked right when I decided I was going to do it the next day I went and asked Mr. Condney, who's a film teacher at the school. And he is like very, he's a filmmaker. He has like a production company. He he's like really, he's done some crazy things and I'm actually trying to get him on one of these podcasts, but he's, he, I think he, he had something to do with the America to me documentary, which was like huge. It's on stars. Um, so I asked him, I was like, can, can you film a documentary alone? And he was like, yeah, it can be done. It's just a challenge. Um, but it can be done. You just have to tell a good story and it doesn't matter what equipment you have. Just tell the story. And at that time I was filming, I was filming with like a point and shoot camera that was not like good. It was, uh, it's, it would probably be worth like $200 today, which is like not an expensive camera like you're not going to get much for that uh that being said like for what it was it did a good job but like you know it I couldn't it wasn't a DSLR I couldn't attach lenses I couldn't attach a microphone to it so I kind of was like I was kind it was kind of like a novice piece of equipment and that's what I started the film with but it was the best I had and I just didn't I didn't let that be an obstacle I didn't care I just did what I had to do I made the best shots that I could uh, I did the best with, that I could with that camera. And then eventually I upgraded to the Canon 80D and I bought a nice lens. And that's when the quality uh, kind of took an, an, a, a, the next step. But that was midway through filming. That was halfway through the season. So um, I kind of pieced that, that. That that movie had like so many different cameras involved because there were certain interviews where I would borrow cameras from Mr. Connie from the film room and um, – he was really supportive. So having like that mentorship sort of, and like just having like an older person kind of give me that, the go ahead, like you can do this. Just just make sure these basic principles are in line, meaning just like tell a great story uh, and, and really bring your best effort every time you film. Once I got that, I that was like all I needed to make sure I went and got it done. And then I started telling everyone about it. I, all the teammates were cool with it. Um, I started watching sports documentaries to kind of learn what those stories would involve and like um, how can you t like obviously it would have been dope if they won which I can tell you now spoiler they didn't win state obviously you want that to happen like as a just as a supporter of the team and like the the storyteller it would have been a sick moment and many sick moments were captured in the film um, but you had like most times when you were like the odds of me recording the team that won state that year on a whim like that i i knew it that was unlikely just for any team to win state so something i had to accept was like what there's going to there's probably going to have to be another angle i take and um as much as i thought the guys were talented enough to win state i had to like be ready so i was every shot i was taking was its own story it, it was every shot mattered to me because it was its own piece i didn't know what was about to happen in front of the camera so like I'm I, literally every every pitch I can I'm recording every at bat I can I'm trying to get every play on camera and mean meanwhile I'm the only guy filming so I have to be like a master as much as I can be with the camera and then like changing cameras 
midway through and having to learn a whole new system. That was its own challenge. But um, I, I started watching sports documentaries to try to get some ideas of stories and like different angles I could take. And this was all my first time. So yeah, every, every, every shot that I was taking was, was it's like, I was, I was like, I would be recording. Right. And then I would be like, okay, this, like, based on what this has happened and based on this happening, this shot fits into the story. How, and I'm already like, I've got this already, like this movie in my mind of what, what I've already shot. And that's during every shot. I'm thinking about how this relates to the story. So that was, something that required like it it inherently made me present and like super like involved in what was going on and that that was a really cool feeling and um just like something you'll kind of like that's what a cinematographer experience is kind of like like when you're looking for a shot or, or or a story to tell it's like you're so immersed in the in in what's going on around you and it's it makes me more present than anything and that's something i realized during this like like oh wow I missed that feeling um, and which is why I want to keep making more documentaries I'm 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 kind of obsessed with that aspect of filmmaking now um, and then preparing like this is the last part of preparing for the documentary but like I keep going on tangents but we're still talking about the preparation of me actually doing this whole thing so. I knew my angle. The reason I wanted to make the film, the reason I, what, the substance of it was everybody on that team had either been friends f for since elementary school, played travel ball together, or played Oak Park baseball together. A lot of these guys hung out. So there was a, this relationship within the team that was like super uh, rare and like unparalleled I, I would it would be hard for me to imagine that there's that many teams that are super close friends like the core the core of the team is literally like all best friends they all hang out they like would hang out on weekends like drive together to games and practices like that was a super huge part of the dynamic of the team and what I thought could make them be so successful and then two lots of d1 recruits on that team so Obviously, there was a level of talent that was crazy high. So those two things together made me think, okay, there's something here. There's They're going to win. They're, they're going to go far. Like There's something to document here, and there's a good story to tell, whether they win or not, because that ended up being what the film is about. Like, it, Go watch the last five minutes of episode three, and you'll see Like that's pretty much what the closing monologue is about. So. I knew that was everything I needed to prepare for the film. I, I, I got the okay from a mentor. I um, I knew what my angle for the film was. Uh, I, I was watching different documentaries to get inspiration. I knew what it would require on my end in terms of sacrifice of time and um, doing everything on my own. So all that was set to go and it was a very on the go documentary so I knew I could do it because I was going to film as I go so now we're going to transition into the actual process of what happened when I was filming and editing so yeah let's get into that so something I learned during this process was that in films and even in books there's like a central thread. I call it the central thread that ties the film together. So that means that 
it, the, it, it's pretty much what you might also call the main story arc. Like the, the beginning, the climax, and the end, okay? That's that, that, that's that. And then there's like different little side stories that happen. There's the ups and downs of the season. There's showing the dynamic of the team and how close they are. But the, obviously the main story is the season. So that's something I learned during the filming is like there has to be a central theme that runs through this whole thing that ties it all together. And that was the the games during the season and, and the run they were trying to make in the playoffs. That was the goal. That was what everyone was talking about. That's why the closeness of the team mattered. That's why the, the downs were downs and the ups were ups. And that's why I had to document all that. So that's something I learned is like, so when I do my next documentary, I'm going to have to figure out what's that central theme. And then how do we build around that to create an entire story piece that makes sense and is not boring and not saying my film, like, I don't know if it was boring or not. You guys should, I I seem to get some pretty good reviews on it, but um, that that's an important piece. If you're going to do any type of storytelling that there has to be some I keep saying this, but the some type of central theme, the thread of the film. So that some some documentaries are set up more like films where the story already happened. And now we have to film around that story. So, for example, I watched a documentary about. If I if you watch one of those ESPN like 30 for 30 documentaries, a lot of those are like I think all of them actually are about things that happened in the past. So I think there's one about OJ Simpson and what what for those is like what you do is like you compile a lot of footage and then you interview other people to tell that story. So you interview like for OJ, you might interview someone close to him, the lawyer, uh whoever his coach might be. And then you put those interviews over the footage that you've compiled over the years of his career and all the incidents that went on uh, that made him so infamous, like the murder and running away from the cops and the Bronco chase and all that. You take the interviews and then thread those into the footage to make the story. This is shot on the go. I'm doing like when I decided to make the film, I had nothing. I was going to film everything except for obviously a few shots like the state championship that OPRF one in 2012, I, I grabbed footage from that, but everything else was shot as the season progressed. So it's kind of an on the go type of thing. So if I'm not at all the events, I'm not going to have all of the events filmed and there will be holes in the story. So that was something I like, that's part of the commitment aspect of deciding to make a documentary like this. You have to be at the events you have to be at the practices you have to interview the players uh you have to figure out who's you have to be thinking about the story as you're filming it and and knowing which parts to film and be intuitive about how you're gonna decide which players to film during certain parts of the game when to press record i mean like uh three seconds difference between like literally like when at there's a part and i think it's in episode three Adam Landsman hits the walk-off home run to advance into the next round of the playoffs. I think it, they they were in the second round. They advanced to the third. I was about to stop recording. If I stop recording, I don't have that shot. That's the best shot in the entire film. So you have to, like, 
you have to be at these events and you have to constantly be recording. Um, and this is a principle where I call film now, figure out the story later. Or at least film now and f- try to figure out the story as it's happening. But you can't really do that. Uh, when you're doing that, a million different stories and a million different possibilities will go through your head. So um, the story is really figured out in the editing process. And that's what I learned through this type of filmmaking. The next documentary I make is going to be more of the the other type where a lot of the a lot of the stuff has already happened and we're trying to tell the story about the past now instead of trying to tell a story about now in the future so that it's just two different types of documentary filmmaking and it was super dope like all this stuff i learned on the go during the experience that's like this is like a side note but like that's why i wanted to take this gap year i knew or at least not go to school for a while because I knew like doing all this stuff that I want to do and getting these opportunities like is, is such a huge learning experience. And all this information I'm telling you is from stuff that I actually did not learn through a textbook. So not, not to diminish whatever that type of learning is, but I'm just saying like, anyway, uh, whatever, that's a whole other tangent. But uh, because I was so motivated to make this movie, I knew I was going to be at most of the games. I was going to I was going to get permission to leave class to go to these away games when I whenever I could and uh this was such a huge deal to me and I believed so much in this film and what it could do for me and just the story that I could tell with it that I I, I was motivated to be at all these games to tell the story. And this is that's all 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 the stuff I'm talking about in this section of the podcast is the storytelling part. The the creating the story developing the story this is all stuff that's good to know so um i didn't want to miss any of the story and all of the stuff that happened was surprising to me as it happened like i didn't know what was going to happen and i was figuring it out so when they lost the playoffs they they were one game away from going to the state tournament so when that didn't happen i was pretty sad and I remember driving home just feeling really sad about not being able to film anymore. And I, I did film a little bit more. I, I got a couple more interviews after that to kind of wrap up the film because I wasn't just going to end it right there. But, um, yeah, when once I was done filming, I it was kind of an – that in itself was kind of an accomplishment, but that was only half the battle. So – I, the editing process was also super crucial and super important. And I did not take that lightly. So editing was all done down here for the most part. I think the last couple of days of editing I did upstairs just because I wanted a change of scenery. But uh, editing was a grueling, long, painstaking process at times. But obviously you love like if filming is buying the canvas and creating the paint colors that you want to create and doing the outline and pencil editing is actually painting and seeing everything come to life and that obviously is the most rewarding part but it's tough cuz sometimes you paint over a line and you have to start that whole section over or create a turn that section into something else and Sometimes as you're painting, you look at the whole thing and you see, oh my God, there's a whole new, like I have a whole other idea now to go off this. And then you have to decide which way to go. You're at a fork in the road. And uh, it's something that I, I can only try to describe, 
but you'd have to go through it to understand that process. It's like, it's like almost religious how much goes into that, how much like mental power goes into that, especially since I had never done something like that before. I think the next time it'll be a little bit easier and like less of a bumpy road. But yeah, the editing, I barely got any help. I got some help writing the monologues, but for the most part, I did most of the mono. Excuse me, I did most of the monologues on my own. Uh, Chuba helped me write the f- uh, first one, and uh, one of my old coaches also helped me write that one. And then I think Zayud gave me a little help with the. He gave me a little help with the audio engineer producing, or I'm sorry, the audio engineering Zayud did, and then with for the voiceovers. And he also gave me a song and a beat that I used throughout the movie. And the beat was the main uh, soundtrack throughout the whole thing. And then he he did a verse on that beat for the end of episode three to go over the credits. So that was dope. Very happy about that. Um, but overall, what I learned from that is like collaboration is such a gift because I would have loved to like just be a director and be there for the editing process but not actually have to be like in the muddy waters of the film and actually like be on the keyboard uh cutting and pasting everything together i would have loved to just like direct someone else to do that and that's what i learned for this is like for the next documentary i do there's going to be a lot more collaboration and i learned that through the editing process because you know, like I said, it was just a lot of hours and, but I need, I, I, I chose to do everything even, even for the event. I chose for, for all of this movie and for the event, I chose to do everything as manually and as individually as possible because I wanted to learn all the pieces. I wanted to be a part of every part, every single process that went into the film because then I would learn the most about how to delegate going forward. So that was done on purpose and with a purpose. Uh, which was a super dope and humbling process. And obviously now I, I, I will be, a, I will, I'll be better equipped to lead these types of things in the future. And that was the entire purpose of it. Like I said, so, um, that, yeah, that's kind of like all the stuff that I learned and all the advice that I can give, um, from my own experience on, on making this documentary um, sorry about that. Now, there was some, there, like I did some previews. I showed the coaches before I showed anybody. I showed some of my mentors after that. And then I showed my family a few days before the premiere. Uh, and Abby and Ava were there for that. So there was a little bit of like opinion receiving and uh, there was some tweaking. I, I actually, the last edits I made were a few days before the actual premiere itself. So it was just like almost a year long from deciding to make the documentary to completion and premiere. And so the point of this gap year quote unquote gap year is to decide if I like the media advertising side of filmmaking where like I do freelance stuff and I help companies grow their media 
or do I want to be a filmmaker? And that was a crossroad that I came to at the beginning of the summer. And I realized, I don't know what I want to do. I need to go experience stuff before I make these decisions. And the idea was, okay, learn what you like doing and then go to college for that. Um, and I'm kind of deciding right now, like, do I want to go to college for film school or do I just want to keep doing what I'm doing? Um, kind of reduce my freelance clients a little bit more and then try to create more documentaries. And I'm at that crossroad right now. But what I did, what I know for certain is I'm going, I am a documentarian. I'm going to be a filmmaker. That is going to be my career somehow. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to network my butt off and just um, keep investing and growing Thuzi. Thuzi is the company I'm trying to build to make documentaries. It's the production company. So that's why that's why I'm giving away AirPods. That's why I'm buying all these new cameras. And that's why I have all these lights and um, putting out these podcasts. And I'm trying to use my podcast to network and talk about film because it's it's my passion. Filmmaking is my passion. Storytelling is my passion. And um, yeah, so any any information I can share or any anything I can give to help other young creators who want to make films and break the mold of what society says about age, uh, I, 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 I want to do that. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys, again, submit yourselves into the AirPod Pro giveaway because I cannot wait to give those away. And every 100, for the next foreseeable future, every 100 subs, we will be giving something away. And uh, that PS5 is coming. So you can submit for every giveaway. Every giveaway, it starts over. Um, so we're just going to try to keep upping the ante, putting more dollars into what we're giving away and just bringing attention to Thuzi. So show love to Thuzi because we're, you, the more you show love to Thuzi, the more chances you have to win free stuff and the more stuff we get to make if you guys enjoy our content, um, we're talking to you. So uh, And then check out Desire and then check out uh yeah just everybody who i mentioned at the beginning check them out and uh yeah thanks for watching i hope you guys get a lot out of this and i hope you guys feel more enabled to create content and tell stories and document and use that footage to tell stories so thank you guys and i will see you guys in the next one peace